This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today I am once again running solo and I wanted to talk about some simple life hacks that you can implement in your daily routine, in your weekly routine to basically improve your overall well-being, your overall life, your overall routine, the overall health and fitness that you're trying to achieve. You know, we try and sometimes overcomplicate health and fitness and, you know, with the myriad of um, accessible information out there at the moment. It can become overwhelming. There can be a lot of information that uh, we struggle to sort of digest or it just is confusing. But I wanted to offer just some really simple life hacks that you can employ to further improve your own development. And this has come from years of experience, not only through myself, through my own learnings with various mentors and, and courses and stuff, but also chatting and talking ongoing to regular clients i've had a lot of clients now that have been with me for you know four five six years and um we've worked through a lot of different things and you know their their life is now significantly improved through the learnings that they've adopted but also implemented and that's that's the thing like at the end of the day none of this matters if you don't implement it you know i often say you can only make change if you make change change only occurs if you make the change and the only way to make change is to make change and as convoluted as that may sound it's so so true we're all looking for a quick fix an easy answer yet to improve your overall health fitness and wellness you actually have to put in effort you've got to commit you've got to prioritize and unfortunately in today's society we don't we deprioritize our own health for the sake of others and i appreciate the selflessness in that but again, without your own health at an optimal level, you are not an efficient family member, you are not an efficient worker, and something's gonna give. So some of these life hacks will hopefully um, improve your well-being and your ability to just do life better. So grab a pen, grab a paper, piece of paper, or listen to this over again, because I'm gonna go through these one at a time in no particular order. And these are just sort of my top ones. There's plenty more and I welcome any suggestions or any additions that anyone has out there that they go, you know what, I've tried this and it works really well. Fantastic, I would love to hear from you. Please message me and let me know. But the first one is around sleep, okay? We all struggle at times with sleep and it could be due to, well at the moment, you know, the heat is obviously impacting our ability to sleep, whether it be at nighttime or even just our levels of fatigue. If we are exposed to constant heat for a lengthy period of time, yeah, we're going to be tired. We're going to feel drained. And then when you try and go to bed, and unless you've got air conditioning, which not everyone has, um, it's really hard to get to sleep in you know less than pleasant conditions because there's humidity, there's heat, the fan is effectively blowing hot air on you. So I want to go through a few different tips or life hacks, as I said before, in regards to the way you can improve your bedtime routine and the ability to get to sleep and get quality sleep. Because at the end of the day, going to sleep and getting quality sleep are two different things. You want to make sure that you are getting quality sleep. You know, have you ever woken up in the morning and you actually feel refreshed? You feel 
alive, you feel like your batteries are recharged, that should be happening more often than not. But a lot of us don't do that because of a number of factors. So first one is, you know, just the general routine itself and what you can do to improve um, your bedtime routine. So the first thing I like to suggest is obviously temperature, okay? If you ha do have the opportunity to control the temperature in your bedroom, I certainly advise you to do that. You know, make it colder, make it cooler, um, put a fan on, invest in an extra fan, invest in a, a portable water cooler. Like if these things are available, you know, you may say, oh, but that's extra money. Um, but yes, what would you rather? A poor night's sleep or spend a few extra dollars on something that's gonna give you a good night's sleep? You know, make the investment to give you better quality sleep. So temperature's one. The next one is blacking out your room. A lot of the time we cannot sleep properly if there's light coming in. You might have street lights outside or, or just security lights from other houses or you know, you're going to bed earlier where the sun is still up or you want to sleep longer in the morning when the sun gets up early. So black out your room, ensure that your room is nice and dark. That will provide a calming environment, so important. Another tip I like to recommend, and I try and do this, I, sh I don't do it as often as I should, and that is having a cold shower before bed. Particularly in the summer months, you know, we go to bed hot, and sure, we might have had a nighttime shower, you know, maybe an hour or two beforehand, but generally our body will heat back up again. You know, and, and by having air conditioning on, we're trying to cool our body down. So there's no harm in having a cold shower to further cool your internal heat down and allow your body to be in a really calm state. So I'm not saying it has to be ice cold, um, but you know, get in there, make it lukewarm, and then just slowly decrease the temperature down to a, a comfortable but somewhat uncomfortable level that is gonna cool you down dramatically, and then get into bed. It's a simple, simple trick, but it really, really works. Um, and then the other things are um, you know, things like don't, and these are obvious, but often we ignore them. And don't, you know, look at your phone 30, at least 30 minutes prior to going to bed, not going to sleep, going to bed. Um, phone, laptop, iPad, TV, like all the blue light can really stimulate the brain and, and create an unnecessary stimulation that won't allow your brain to settle as well. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to physically and mentally get to sleep. Not just one or the other, but both. That's when you will get your optimal sleep. So the body needs to be calm, but also the mind. And if you've just gone to bed and started looking at Instagram or Facebook or whatever, or even just watching a movie, and I tend to do that sometimes too, I'll put my hand up and, and acknowledge that, um, it can create a counterproductive way of getting to sleep. So blue lights, 30 minutes before you go to bed. Um, and then the other thing, the, the other simple options are like calming music, like sort of relaxation spa type music, have that in the background just on a, on a very low volume, listen to a calming podcast. You know, a lot of mindfulness and well-being podcasts that provide, you know, insight into, you know, self-mastery and, and um, you know, meditation and things like that, but they talk, but they talk on a really calm level and they talk at this tone. So it's a, it's a, a tone that you could easily get comfortable with it's a tone that you could easily fall asleep to and that's the beauty of it you know that's the beauty of those sort of podcasts so if you'd like to whack your headphones on and just listen to that or if you live alone put it on in the background you know when a, on a clock radio or on your phone and just uh, have the timer set so that um you know it, it shuts down after maybe an hour and hopefully by then you're asleep so you know all of these things can play a significant role in you getting better sleep and look at the end of the day without proper sleep we are tired or we are fatigued and then we start to make 
sort of irrational decisions based on that level of fatigue. You know, oh, I feel too tired. I'm not going to go to the gym today. Oh, I feel too tired. I don't want to get up early and go for a walk. Oh, I feel too tired. I'm not going to get up early and prepare my food for the day. Like, you know, we try and recover that sleep through sleeping in and then we sacrifice something else for it, which is a really poor decision to make. Um, And the other thing is like, if you're a night owl, but you want to get to sleep earlier, well, you're going to have to reset your body clock. And the only way to do that is to go through a couple of nights of actually poor sleep, whereby you force yourself to get up at the time you want to get up. And that then encourages you to go to bed early because you start to develop more tiredness and you start to want to get to bed early. But you've got to go through a couple of nights of relatively ineffective sleep to make that happen. But the other thing people forget is that, and as I mentioned before, you know, getting to sleep at an optimal level or, or having quality sleep comes from obviously being physically and mentally tired. The mental stimulation comes from your day's activities, whether it be work, family, chores, whatever. Physically comes from exercise. Exercise and quality exercise allows your body to be tired and your body then wants to rest and recover to go again the next day. So this is where, the, this is the beauty about regular exercise and doing it on a regular basis. And I call complete and utter bullshit on anyone who says I don't have the time. And, I, and I'll, I'll probably have to talk about that in another podcast, although I did do it once before, but it seems to be the common objective. Time is, if, if your time is your excuse, then you need to reset your priorities. I'll just put that out there now. But exercise stimulates the body in ways that many other things can't, and it allows the body the want and desire to rest, recover, refresh, and go again. So get exercise more frequently into your routine. All right, so that's sleep, and hopefully some of those things will really help um, in terms of your overall sleep behaviors. Um, Now, the other one I wanted to, uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was um, uh, water. Okay, now at the moment, water is somewhat it's probably easier at the moment because it is hotter and we tend to drink more when we're hotter and we go, you know, walk out in the heat and, and it just becomes instinctive. But water is a vital component that we cannot live without. Like we can go several days without food, but we can only go one or two days without water before, you know, organs start shutting down and stuff like that. So it's incredibly important that we drink and drink regularly. Um, but what you'll find is when you have your, say your last meal for dinner, and this is just a random example. So say you eat dinner at, 7 p.m. and you have a glass of water with dinner. So 7 p.m. was your last intake of water. You then may go to bed at say 9, you wake up at say 6, you're not going to eat or drink until maybe 7 a.m. the next day or even later and a lot of people reach for coffee or tea before they have water the next morning. So it could be 14 hours before you have your first glass of water. Now that's 14 hours of effectively water fasting and you are effectively waking up the next day dehydrated because you know if you think of how much water you should be drinking throughout the day and not many people follow this but you get my point you know it might be a couple of liters and then you go a 14 hour window which is more than half of any given day without any water intake you might have woken up once or twice throughout the night to go to the bathroom you might have gone to the bathroom beforehand the rest of the water has been utilized internally you're waking up dehydrated and then you're going to have a cup of coffee or tea which can effectively work more as a diuretic than as an intake of water so my advice is as soon as you wake up in the morning rehydrate yourself now i'm not saying have you know five liters or even one liter but a big glass of water is going to go a long way to rehydrating you 
Um, it's going to allow your natural energy supply to restore and it's going to make you feel a hell of a lot better for the start of the day. Delay that first coffee by maybe half an hour to an hour and just get water into your system. It will rehydrate you, it will re-energize you, it will allow your internal systems to function more adequately. Um, rather than trying to chase your tail with water throughout the day, get it going early. It'll make such a difference, it really will. And as I said, water is so, so vital. All right, so I want to use an example now. This is another one, um, a completely separate than water. But have you ever had like a lazy Sunday? And I use Sunday as an example because that's generally the day when most people sort of chill out, um, to not do too much. But you, you know, you laze around. You might watch some TV. You might tinker inside the home. Um, generally, you don't do too much or anything that's physically demanding. And you get to sort of, you know, just after lunch, and you're starting to yawn, and you feel really tired. Have you ever experienced that? Well, believe it or not, the less you move, the less energy you produce. So kinetic energy comes from high levels of movement, right? So this is where, again, exercise is really important. You know, if you train on a regular basis, you're going to have an abundance of energy, more energy than someone who doesn't train on a regular basis. And that's a given fact. So the more, en- the more training you do, the more energy you've got. Okay, the more movement you do, the more energy you've got. Have you ever, you know, you found that once you get started and you start doing some chores at home or you start doing certain things um, around the place, you kind of get on a roll and you feel like you've got more energy to keep going. And a gym session might be the same. You know, you feel a bit tired or a bit worn out going in, but 10 minutes in, you feel amazing and you're so glad that you did. That's because you're producing energy. Okay, so make sure that you're aware of that. And I'm not saying don't have a lazy Sunday. I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. You know, we get to a point where we feel like we need to have a lazy Sunday or just a day of downtime because we are heavily fatigued. But at the same time, we could be heavily fatigued due to lack of exercise and due to lack of activity. So that's where it's important to have a regular training regime in place. It really is. Now, on the side of that, as a bit of a byproduct, walking. Walking is something that we take for granted. Walking is something that we... Uh, should be incredibly grateful for having the opportunity to do you know for anyone in australia and i apologize for for any international listeners um but hopefully you can still resonate with this you know we have the opportunity to walk down the street without a problem we have the opportunity to walk a couple of k's go to a coffee shop go to the news agent get the paper walk home okay that is our freedom that is our right and walking is free it's low impact so anyone can do it it's exercise at the end of the day and it's great for the body and for the mind. You know, you've, I, I mentioned before I call to- bullshit on time. Well, guess what? If you find the time, and you will find the time to go for a walk because you can get up earlier in the morning, go for a walk, you can um, go for a walk in the evening. You know, if you don't have a pet that you feel obligated to walk, it doesn't matter. Go for a walk anyway. But you can utilize that time. You know, the, the beauty about walking is you can go outside um, on a beautiful day and put your phone down and look around and just take in the sights and smells and sounds. You know, hear the birds, the breeze, smell the ocean if you're close by or smell the forest or whatever is around you. And you will feel so much better for it and and you can practice gratitude just in that space. But if you also wanna take full advantage of the walk, maybe listen to a podcast, maybe listen to an audio book, you know. Again, podcasts are free. Yes, audio books require a subscription, but you can take advantage of the time that you're walking. Maybe you walk for an hour, so you'll listen to a good lengthy podcast about self-development or you know, maybe you want to further your career or maybe you want to 
learn more about finances and investing. Maybe it's about kids and um, adolescence and being a parent or um, being a better partner or you know, maybe you want to do further career or further studies or change careers. Whatever the case may be, there is so many podcasts out there that you can take advantage of. It is ridiculous at how much stuff is out there now and it is free. So there's no excuses to not take advantage. I drive probably 20 minutes each way from home to work um, most days twice a day so that is what's that 40 80 minutes so an hour 20 of time and i generally have a podcast on nine times out of ten okay every now and then i'll listen to the radio because i want to catch up on sport or something like that but i've also got a lengthy list of podcasts that i like to listen to some will be business related some will be sport related some will be professional development um there's so many different things that i like to listen to it just depends on the time of day the mood i'm in but i take full advantage of that window of opportunity and walking's the same if you're walking on your own take advantage this is so important you can really get a lot out of listening to someone else's experiences someone else's education and utilize that information for yourself benefit it benefit from it so that's another tip you know walking is low impact so there's many benefits to it so again don't use time as an excuse i don't have the time yes you do you do have the time okay all right next one positivity (laughs) so this is something that i come across a lot you know i'll get either feedback i might even get a client coming to the gym or just um in the general conversation around the place where people go oh i've got to do this or oh man i can't believe this happened or i've got to do why is this happening to me you know all this negativity and it amplifies negativity can amplify in a way that it becomes uh, there becomes an abundance of it in your headspace and you start thinking that way because like anything the more you do the more you the way you think in a certain aspect the more it's going to be prevalent in the way you think and the way you deliver a message or the way you talk whereas if you practice more positivity that's going to be the dominant way you think and you know even though there is a negative situation and everyone has them don't get me wrong there's no one around that is completely positive all the time but if you practice more positivity the way you think, the way you speak, remove your limiting beliefs, your life will be so much better. Trust me, you know? Um, and, and I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, you know, a simple thing like, oh, I've got to get to the gym today. I've got to go to the gym, you know? And that negative undertone of feeling like the gym is a chore. No, 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 no. You have the privilege to go to the gym. You get to go to the gym. It is an absolute privilege that you have to work on your body, work on your mind, and improve your overall health and fitness. That's a positive. Why are you treating it like a negative when it's a positive? Don't think like that. You know, the way you reflect on life should be positive. We are breathing. We have life. We have roofs over our head. We have warm meals three times a day. We have great friends. We have a career. We have kids. Um, you know, we go on holidays. All of these things are so, so positive. Um, and then, you know, I'll, obviously, I manage a lot of clients and I have a lot of check-ins that I go through, um, you know, on, on a couple of days per week. And a lot of the time, you know, a client will check in and say, look, I'm sorry, but this week just didn't go to plan. I had this happen, this happen, um, which, you know, I, I then emotionally ate or I didn't go to the gym as often as I would have liked. And I go, you know what? That's okay. That's okay because there's still positives to come from this. Firstly, you've acknowledged those issues. You haven't buried your head in the sand. 
Secondly, you've still checked in when many a person would not check in because they believe check-in should only be for a positive result, not a negative one. No, 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 no. You check in no matter what and I will always spin a positive outcome on some negativity that you may have checked in on. And that's okay because you can then learn and go, oh, wow, okay, cool, no problem. And you leave them with in a positive light and they go off and they go, oh, how good's that? Okay. And then they'll go and make an improvement the following week. And generally, they'll come back the following week with a check-in and it's significantly improved because you've given them that positivity. So positivity ha- plays such a, an important role in life. And guess what? It's free. It costs you nothing than effort. That's all it requires is effort. You know, compliment someone on the way they look, the way they behave, the way they've trained, uh, something they've done. It's so, so simple, yet we take it for granted and we're always in a negative headspace. And I've mentioned this before. I think I did a reel about it. The news can have such a negative influence on us because you think about what the news is. It's always about crime and war and death and you know all these bad things that are happening around the world. And yes, it's real. It happens. Okay, I get it. But it's in your face every single day. You put it on the radio. It's in your face. So you're heavily influenced by that. Social media is the same. A lot of the time it shares the news, it shares negativity. If you can restrict yourself from listening to that more often, it's not going to have as big an influence on you as it potentially does at the moment. You know, I used to be a big believer in, oh, I've got, I got to sit down and watch the six o'clock news every night um, because I need to know what's going on. That's my role as the head of the family, as the male. I need to know what's going on. I, for some reason, I had that stuck in my head. That, that's my role as the father, the husband, the head of the family. But what good did that do? Because I'd walk away from the news going, oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. Oh, God, this is go- the interest rates are going up. Oh, um, this is, you know. Why do I need to be influenced by that? Why does my mindset and my behavior need to be influenced by something external? It doesn't. So I barely watch the news anymore. The only time I'll put the news on is if the sport's about to come on because I love my sport. That's it. Other than that, I will not put it on unless it's on in the background by accident. So positivity can have such an influence on your life. It is ridiculous. Now, on top of positivity, other ways to sort of benefit your wellness, your well-being is having hobbies. You know, we tend to get in the grind of life where we go to work, we take our kids to school, um, you know, we might do a bit of training, um, we come home and then we hit repeat. And then on the weekend, it's either doing housework or trying to get the kids to sport. And there's no breakaway. And then, you know, for two weeks out of the year, we try and have a family holiday. But what else are you doing for yourself besides that? Are you actually taking care of your well-being and and are you creating an environment that makes you happy? Or are you just treading life until death? Are you treading, treading water until death comes along and you think this is acceptable? This is what life is? No, 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 no. That's crap. You do not want to be going through life with that mindset. Okay, so take on a hobby. You know, take on something that makes you happy. You know, how often have someone said, oh, I'd really like to do that. I'd love to learn the guitar or I'd love to learn how to, um, you know, play football or I'd love to do aerial yoga or I just don't have the time, but I'd really like to do that. Again, time is not an excuse. Now, my hobbies at the moment include gardening. I love getting out in the garden. I'm no green thumb. I'm amateurish at the best of times, but it gives me pleasure. Okay, I'm out in the sun, I'm in nature, I generally don't have shoes on, so I'm grounding. Um, You know, I get to see plants grow, fruits and vegetables, I get to harvest, I've got a little beehive out the back. Um, You know, I'm hoping to get some chickens soon. Like, simple things like that 
where I can then provide some maybe some fruit and veggies to my family. It gives me nothing but pleasure. It makes me happy to see the fruits of my labor come to fruition in a way that I normally wouldn't. And it's so simple. It's effective. It makes me happy. It takes me away from the gym for a little bit. Otherwise, my world is just health and fitness. And um, again, it's really basic and simple. So maybe you need to implement hobbies that will give you that purpose outside of general life as it stands at the moment you know, maybe you want to learn how to surf maybe you want to play tennis maybe you want to catch up and and join a oztag team or you know um join a walking club or join the local bike club or go to the local men's shed or join the cwa i don't know it everyone's different but what's going to give you pleasure what's going to give you happiness what's going to create more positivity in your life that you can then have for yourself we all need that little bit of space so positivity simple hobbies so simple so basic all they require is a little effort but a a commitment nonetheless and you will find you'll benefit tremendously from it all right i'm going to go back to the gym and this is a good one that again really simple to um implement yet a lot of the time we don't and that is you know often people um again can't uh, get to the gym in the morning due to obviously, you know, it might be you got to go to school, drop off, and then you got to get to work. Fair enough. I appreciate that. But And so their intention is to go to the gym after work. So, um, you know, you finish up and you go home and your intention is to grab your gym stuff, grab your pre-workout or your shake or whatever, and then go to the gym. But then you get home and you get into that comfortable headspace. You go, oh, I'm home now. I might just flip the TV on. Um, oh, that's right. I've got to put a load of washing on. Oh, the dishes need doing or the, the dishwasher needs turning on. Oh, that's right. Um, you know, I need to prep some food for tomorrow. Uh, kids need this done. And all of a sudden, an hour's chewed up. And then you look at the clock and go, oh, oh there's no point in me going to the gym now. I'll try and do it, go again tomorrow. And then that becomes a repetitive cycle because you're home, you're in a comfortable state, you're in your homely environment. And you don't feel like going to the gym. So your subconscious is going, oh, I'm just going to make up an excuse. I'm going to reprioritize myself and do some home chores or do something else. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, again, I go back to my original statement. You're not prioritizing your health. You're letting other things get in the way. So a simple hack for this particular situation, have your gym bag packed the night before, take it with you to work, have it sitting on the the front seat of your car so as soon as you get in the car after you finish work you're looking to go yes i'm going to the gym there's no excuse then because your bag's packed you don't need to go home you've got everything you need in your bag pre-workout um you know protein shake gym gear um weight belt change of clothes whatever you take that bag into the gym you get changed in the gym you do your workout it's the only way to generate routine by having that bag packed. And if you do that on a regular basis, well then it is gonna be routine. It is gonna be something that you're gonna create. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we wanna create these routines that are part of our week. You know, we brush our teeth every single night without fail because we were um, instilled that as a child, right? Brush your teeth, go to brush your teeth, go to bed. Brush your teeth, go to bed. Have you brushed your teeth? No, go and brush your teeth, go to bed. Well, there's no reason why you can't create other positive behaviors in your life that then turn into routine that you don't even think about. Like I lay my clothes out every night because I've got early starts 
um, and I pack my gym bag every night. So if I know I'm training legs, I have a different pair of shoes than I'm training upper body. I have my pre-workout made, I have my amino set, um, I've got my weight belt, everything in my gym bag, and then I have the clothes that I need to wear to work, and if I need to change clothes um, for the gym, I have that as well. So it's all set, ready to go. So again, I've got no excuses. And even this morning, this morning is a perfect example. I was tired because I just didn't have the best of sleeps last night, because again, it is hot. Um, so I finished up my PT sessions this morning. I've got my gym bag ready to go, and I, I was, you know, having that internal battle with myself, going, you know what, you could just go home and not train today. No, 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 no. Tuesday is always leg day. Tuesday is always a day I train. So I took my pre-workout. I committed to the session. Once I got through the first couple of warm-up sets, I was in. I was. I, it was. It was a goer, and I'm so glad that I did. And I reflect back on that now, positively thinking, yes, I knocked off another training session it was really good i i maxed out on a, on a particular exercise and yeah happy days and that's what you've got to do you've got to set the routine up so that you don't allow your subconscious to make excuses and override your ability to better your health and fitness because at the end of the day with optimal health and fitness you're going to be a better partner a better parent a better worker and just have good general health and fitness in your life and who doesn't want that who doesn't want an abundance of energy an abundance of positivity an abundance of happiness like how good would that be and these are the simple hacks that you can implement to improve that it's so so simple so i've mentioned you know obviously um positivity hobbies sleep pack your bag before the gym um you know lying around can make you tired but do you know as i mentioned earlier training Training can provide energy, and I spoke about this. You know, the more you train, the more energy you're going to have. So don't fall victim of trying to, oh, I'll train one day a week or twice a week. No, no, no. You can make and find the time to train on a regular basis, multiple times a week, to further advance your own energy supply. And, you know, the benefits of that are significant because this will increase your metabolism, which will allow you to eat more food, which will allow you to grow, which will allow you to improve your physique, which will allow you to have better sleep, and which will allow you to manage your stress. You know, it's amazing how, and I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, it's amazing how you can harness negative energy into positive energy when you train on a regular basis. So if you've, you're having a bad morning or if you've got a little bit of bent, built up stress for whatever reason, you can utilize that tension, that energy in a positive manner in the gym and release it and get rid of it. And then you walk out of the gym going, oh, how good do I feel now? Like who doesn't want to experience that? So they're most of the, the hacks that I was talking about. Now, the only other ones I've got on my list here are... Um, what have I got here? Oh, of course, breathing. Okay. Now, many people that know me know that I, I promote breath work. I, I host a number of breath work workshops. I, I employ some facilitators that are really experienced and really advanced in breath work because I, I fully believe in it. Like you, if you had asked me several years ago, what do you think about breath work? I would have looked at you strange, firstly, going, what the hell is that? And secondly, when you've explained it to me, I would have gone, whatever, because I was such a big skeptic back in the day. But now, having experienced these workshops, having researched them, having spoken to people about them, having um, obviously had them on my podcast, I am a big believer because at the end of the day, breathing is so fundamental to life. You know, think about when you're stressed, your breathing heightens. Think about when you're calm and you're asleep, your breathing is incredibly subdued. So what if you can have a subdued approach to breathing under a stressful situation? 
Well, you have complete control over your breathing. You have complete control over the way you breathe and how you can implement that in a stressful situation. We all get stressed from time to time, right? And stress is higher than it's ever been. You know, we've just gone through a pandemic where stress was through the roof, mental health was tested. We've come out the other side. We're now starting to try and rebuild our lives, but there's still financial pressure. Interest rates are going up. All these sorts of things are happening. The cost of living is high. But you can manage yourself through a stressful situation simply by learning how to breathe correctly. Deep breaths, controlled breathing. And that's why these workshops are so beneficial. And anyone on the Sunshine Coast who hasn't seen me advertise the next workshop, it's at the end of the month, I implore you, I urge you to come along because it is fundamentally going to change the way you look at uh, your life and the way you manage stuff. But, you know, there's plenty of free workshops on YouTube. Um, you know, listen to the podcast I did. I've done a couple, in fact, regarding breath work and how it can, you know, advance the way you manage a, a stressful situation. And, you know, often the breath work workshops are attached with ice immersion and that ice exposure. And people freak out about that thing. And I don't want to get nice. Um, and besides all the other many benefits to, you know, exposure to the cold, the point of the ice is to mimic and replicate a stressful situation so that the breathwork technique that you've just learned, you can apply straight away. That's the point of it. But people can't see past the ice and that it's cold. And you know what? I still struggle with it, but I will still do it because I know how beneficial the breathwork side of things is. You know, I've got three teenagers that are about to enter adulthood. They're going to, you know, Things we have to deal with as parents um, at this age are sex, drugs, alcohol, careers, university, driving. All of these things are going to come up in the next few years, and I've got to try and manage that. And you know, I put, take my hat off to my wife because she is amazing in this space. But I still have to be a parent. I still have to be at the forefront. And I'm still going to have to deal with stressful situations. So if I can manage that better, I'm going to be a better parent because of it. So who wouldn't want to do that? Okay, learn to breathe and breathe effectively. You will manage your stress so much better. So much better. I cannot um, emphasize that enough. I really can't. And the only other thing I'm going to bring up, and this is so obvious, but I still talk about it a lot, is time management and being organized, right? Um, I I wouldn't say I'm the, the best at it, but I do have systems in place that allow me to manage my weeks because, you know, at the end of the day, I've got, as a PT, I've got several face-to-face sessions a week, actually more than several. And then I've got multiple online clients all over the country and around the world. Um, You know, I have various processes where I have to manage my business. I've got two businesses, in fact. Um, You know, obviously I try and schedule in things like these podcasts. Um, I'm about to take on university studies. Um, I've got another stress management course that I'm currently undertaking and halfway through. Um, you know, all these things, and then I'm still trying to be a good father and a good husband. So it all requires time management and organization. You know, I'm sitting here in my home, in my office, and I'm looking at the wall, and my wife's got a, a calendar up on the wall, which the kids can obviously refer to. Then we've each got our own individual diaries and calendars that we work from. We've also got a joint um, calendar on our phones that um, we have for family stuff. Um, and then obviously, I've got my schedule for work as well where I have all my PT sessions and things like that so it may seem a little bit busy it may seem a little bit chaotic but it works for us and you've got to find what works for you because running sort of um, ad hoc and day to day without too much forethought as to how the week looks can really 
be counterproductive. You know, again, I go back to my comment about you do, you, time is an excuse. You don't have the time. Well, you know what? You probably do. You're just not aware of it. And if you break down each and every day into quadrants and allow yourself to go, okay, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? All of a sudden, you find blocks of time. Um, you know, and again, you've got to prioritize your health. It comes back to that. So manage your time more effectively, more efficiently, and you will have time to train. You will have time to organize your food. You will have time to go for that walk. You will have time to practice meditation or breath work or go out in the garden and plant some flowers or, you know, take up that hobby that we spoke about. There is time in your week. You just have to find it, but it is there. I guarantee it. So start mapping out your week more effectively. Find a diary that's going to work for you. Write it down. Brain dump. Plan your week. Create lists. Have it on the wall. Have it in your face all the time. The more structured you are, the more routine you're going to create. The more routine you're going to create, the more time you're going to find. And when you've got more time, all of a sudden life becomes easier. Trust me on that. So that was the last point I wanted to raise. So hopefully some of these hacks, are they're probably all very obvious and they're probably all very logical. But unless they're pointed out to you, often we overlook them and we, th- we don't think, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I should do that. <laughs> it's so, so simple, yet we don't think like that a lot of the time. And because we're flying by the seat of our pants and we're living day to day without too much forethought, we tend not to think that way. But when it's pointed out to us, we can go, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I'm going to implement that. So hopefully some of these can come to fruition for you. Hopefully some of these can really change the way you think, change the way you act, change the way your lifestyle is and improve your behaviors, your routine, your structure and allow you to just overall improve your health and fitness because at the end of the day, that's what we want. If you can have an abundance of happiness, positivity, um, good health, good nutrition, good exercise, well, I guarantee you, you are going to feel better. You're going to have such a good life. You know, and that's what we want. We want longevity in life. We want sustainability and we want to be the best person we can be for all of those around us. So implementing some of these hacks will significantly improve that. And, you know, I think I mentioned um, reading the book Atomic Habits. And if you make a 1% change every single week for, no, every single day, sorry, every single day for a year, 1%, 1% change. That's a 36.5% increase in your overall well-being, your life. 36% is massive, yet 1% is not. So, you know, 1% can be something so, so simple, something so, so subtle that basically doesn't impact your life at all other than that subtle change. And next thing you know, by the end of the year, you are 36% further advanced. You are 36% further progressed. You are 36% better than what you were when you started. Who doesn't want that? So as I mentioned before, the only way to change is to make change. And the only way to make change is to make change. So implement it, structure it, make it happen. And you know what? If you are taking on board one of these life hacks, tag me in it. Share this podcast and tag me in it or tag me in the hack. I would love to hear if you have implemented some of these changes, all of them, one of them, part of one of them. I don't care. I'm giving you this free advice because it's what I've learned along the way. It's what I've learned from clients. It's what I've learned from mentors or further studies. So I hope this will make a big difference in your life moving forward. So that's it from me. Thank you once again for tuning in. I really appreciate uh, the time and effort that people listen to these podcasts. Um, It's something I really enjoy doing and hopefully I can continue to do so. 
So if you have enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it across your stories. Um, tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering, of course. Now, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com and have a look there. This podcast is obviously proudly sponsored by my other business, Two More Reps Coffee Beans. If you're interested in grabbing a bag, jump on twomorereps.com.au, twomorerepscoffee.com.au, excuse me. But for now, I'm signing off. So as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.